Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for our second NISO Experience Educational Session today. I am NISO Annual Meeting Planning Committee member, Dr. Lisa Howard. We are pleased to bring this amazing session featuring our friend and colleague, Leanne Panici, to you today. Leanne will present Streamlining the Start, which will be a fast-paced discussion of the hottest new patient trends and will inspire new level of excellence and increased production in your practice. Before we start the presentation, please allow me to introduce Leanne. Leanne has consistently brought smiles to orthodontists for more than 30 years. As the founder and president of Panici and Associates, she has earned a reputation as one of the country's premier orthodontic consultants who specialize in case acceptance, scripting, marking, and practice systemization. Over 3,000 practices have experienced firsthand her creative outlook, years of expertise, and proven track record of success. Leanne's life has been committed to providing orthodontists and the practices with the tools and systems for their continued success through lectures, in-office training, as well as their trademarked workshops. Welcome, Leanne, and thank you for being here today. Thank you very much, Dr. Howard. Um, I will start by sharing my screen with you. So again, thank you very much. Um, today, we're gonna to be talking about streamlining the start. And where I'm gonna be sharing from is my years in orthodontics. I will be sharing from what we do in private client offices, as well as um, the systems that we teach in our treatment coordinator intensive. That's all about the new patient process and the team approach. And I'll be using tips and systems from our academies. So what you see on the screen, that doesn't look like a normal classroom, and it's not. Because of COVID, we moved our academies from my conference room to my um, home in Portland, Oregon. So it is a unique environment. Um, it's a great laboratory to work from, and we get to have a little bit more fun than a typical conference room. So I'll be sharing from all of those areas. Streamlining the start is going to be about how to take care of a customer who's looking for a beautiful smile and turn them into a patient that chooses you. So we're gonna talk about how to be relatable, how to be ready, how to exceed expectations. And when a patient goes into pending, because not everyone is ready today, but no today is not no forever. So how do you try again and not be a stalker? So number one is how to be relatable. We have to be the brand that's important to your consumer. So Forbes had an article and it said, digital marketing experts estimate that most Americans are exposed to around 4,000 to 10,000 ads each day. And at some point in time, we develop a subconscious screening process for what we engage with. And we start ignoring brands and advertising messages unless it's something that we have a personal interest in. So it means that we have to be relatable to get people's attention. So today, whether you're a boomer, you're Generation X, Y, or Z, you live in the digital world. Social media is everywhere. So when a new patient is on the hunt for an orthodontist, they assume that a specialist can create a beautiful smile, that they're going to get a great result. And that by going to you, they need to have a different reason, something else to relate to, to choose. So what they're looking for is they're looking for a relatable lifestyle. Do you 
stand out to them? Are you different than everyone else? Especially the millennial generation. They wanna know what you stand for. Are you socially responsible? They wanna know, do you give back you know, to the world, to the earth, to your community? So you have to find a way in the digital world and within your practice to communicate that differentiating factor for you on what you're doing for your community and that you're not a taker, that you're a giver. It's really important to millennials. So once they have made the decision to call you, you have to be ready because by the time they call or they reach out online, they're saying, I am ready. They've made that decision. So they've either found you by a referral from a general dentist, they've found you on social media, by the community referrals, by a patient referral, but they're ready to schedule an appointment. But the time that they schedule the appointment is based on when they actually have time to call and reach out. So many times that ends up being after five o'clock, it ends up being on a Saturday at 2 a.m. I have three children. Two of them are definitely night owls. So they're online at 11 o'clock midnight. Their parents, after the kids go to sleep, that's when they can take care of all their tasks. And they would be a typical millennial that would be wanting to make this appointment in the evening. So your patients have to be able to reach out and schedule that new patient exam online. And this is a must. It's not just a recommendation now. Most of your softwares will allow the patients to schedule their new patient exam online. If your software doesn't allow it, there's so many apps that you can use that will tie into your website and give you a notification that a new patient has just scheduled an appointment and then you can add them into the schedule. So instead of just having the patient be able to say, please contact me because I'm interested in a consultation, we want them to be able to choose the date and the time. It's done, they don't have to think about it again. You're their orthodontist, they were at yes and they just chose you. Additionally, we have to be able to offer virtual consultations. During COVID, that was number one. Everybody was offering virtual. And now so many offices have backed off. I'm not saying it has to be your first offer, but it needs to be a very viable offer that people can have a virtual consultation if that's what they're choosing. We always have to be accessible. So if you're new patient wants to walk into the office to schedule that new patient exam, your doors must be open and your lights must be on. So many doctors now have two and three locations, but their locations are only open with lights on and somebody in the office when they're seeing patients. And that's a big miss. When I started out, we were in a profession and then we became a business and now we're an industry. Orthodontics, we can't be like a general dentist or a physician that you only have certain office hours that the office is open. We have to be open five days a week with lights on. If you're only there part-time, you're telling the community you're only committed part-time. Your referrals are less because people say, oh, he or she is a great orthodontist. However, they're only there two days a week. You know, that's a little bit of a problem. 
So it doesn't mean that you're seeing patients five days a week. It means you're accessible five days a week, that people can walk in, they can talk to you, they can get elastics, some wax, they can change an appointment, or they can make a new patient exam. If you miss one walk-up per week, and there's 52 weeks in the year, you've missed 52 new patient exams. That, and if you only started 50% of those patients, well, that would be 26 starts at $5,000 a start. It's $130,000 of production. If you were starting 75%, that's $195,000 of production. Having your office open five days a week, lights on, is crucial to having a growing, viable, progressive practice. When the patient telephones your practice, that's their first point of live contact with you. And we have to have that new patient experience, that call be stellar. It sets the tone, it builds the excitement for that consultation. So when we answer the phone and somebody says, I'm calling to schedule a consultation for my daughter, the first thing that we wanna do is say, well, you've definitely called the right place. What does that translate to for the patient? Excellent choice. You've made an excellent choice. You've called the right place. You're setting the tone right there. Ironically, less than 13% of offices that we do secret calls to, and we've done thousands and thousands of secret calls. We do hundreds a month. Less than 13% of a new patient call Will we have the scheduling coordinator, receptionist, whoever answered the phone, tell us that we've definitely called the right place? Or let me be the first to welcome you to Gresham Orthodontics. To have that excitement, less than 13%. And I know you're excited about your practice. It's just finding the words. The next thing that is so important is to ask them, have they ever met your doctor? Have you ever met Dr. Rubin? What does that do? It opens an the door for an endorsement opportunity. So what I mean is I want you to tell them something amazing about your team, your doctor, your practice. Let them know, oh my gosh, I know you're really gonna love him. Because when you say, have you ever met Dr. Rubin? And they say, no, oh my gosh, you're really gonna love him. He treated all three of my children. So you get to brag on your doctor. And again, less than 9% of the practices do we ever hear during a new patient call, the team say, you're gonna love our practice, you're gonna love our doctor, you're gonna love our team. And I know you do, it's just, how do you get there in that conversation? By just asking, have you ever met our doctor? Then it opens that door. And if they have met your doctor, then you can simply say, oh my gosh, isn't he amazing? Isn't she amazing? And again, you can go on with your story about why they made the right choice to call you. You're setting the tone, you're building the excitement. When would you like to be seen would be the next question. Why am I asking that? Instead of telling them when I can see them, I'm asking when they want to be seen. I wanna know what's their excitement level? Where are they? If they say that they wanna be seen in three weeks, then scheduling an appointment in three weeks because that's what they're asking for because they're gonna be on vacation or there is a reason behind it, that's okay. But if they say that they would like to be seen tomorrow or the next day, that's somebody who's really excited right now. And I wanna give people what they want. 
This is a graph from Gage. And what it's showing you is this practice had 180 new patients added in the month of April. Great, that's awesome to have 180 new patient phone calls. They saw 107 new patient exams. 60 of them were adolescents and 47 were adults. But when they closed the month, they still had 200 people waiting to be seen for a new patient exam. And a lot of us will go, wow, that's so cool. We're, you know, we're booked out six weeks. We're booked out eight weeks. And I'm going to say not cool. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to say that is you have a very high failure rate for new patient exams if you're scheduling them out six and eight weeks. You spend hours and thousands of dollars on marketing to drive patients in the door of your practice. However, they make the phone call and then we book them out so far, they go someplace else and that excitement starts to fade. So what we're looking for, for the new patient call to exam percentage is we want 90% of the calls that come in to be seen within that calendar month. This particular practice has 59% and they have a very high failure rate for new patient exams not for calls, but for the actual exam seen. So our friends at OrthoFi um, share lots of data with us. I don't think anybody has better or more data than OrthoFi does. And what they've shared with us is that there is a certain erosion from a new patient phone call based on the number of days that you book somebody out for, um, for an exam. Our, our fastest growing market right now in orthodontics is adults. And the adults erosion rate from new patient call to exam is much higher than adolescent. So uh, in this graph, what you can see is when it hits about 10 days, they're losing 15, 16% of those new patients that called the office as far as keeping the exam, losing that many new patients. But even with adolescence, once it hits a certain point, approaching three weeks, it starts to drop off significantly. And again, we spend hours in marketing, thousands of dollars to get that phone to ring. We've got to see these new patients. Part of scheduling the new patient is building that excitement, but we want to keep that excitement up. And so making sure that your welcome package is high tech, it's high touch, that it is mobile friendly is crucial to getting that information from the new patient prior to the exam. Orthofy has shared that if you'll use um, mobile digital forms, then 80% of your patients will complete their new patient packet prior to coming in. We know when we used to mail the new patient packet, that um, maybe 20% of them would come in filled out. Some people would bring them in an envelope and fill it out right in front of you, or others, you just had to give them the forms when they walked in, even though you'd sent them. By just emailing them, you're giving them work to do. They have to download it, fill it out, even, even making it a fillable form. But if we can have it be mobile friendly, then your success rate is so much higher. And what does that do for the TC? Well, that gives us more information about this patient's story prior to them coming in. Being able to look to see where do they work? What is their age? Where do they live? 
What's their main concern? Health history questions. All of that adds to this patient's story. So now the patient is ready to come in. And what we want is to make sure that the hype is equal to the reality. So we want to exceed expectations. They've had this great new patient phone call. They've had this wonderful welcome packet sent to them. And when they walk in the door, are you really that good as everything on social media, all of those Google reviews? Um, so we want to make sure we're exceeding their expectations. So right when the new patient walks in, they're going to be evaluating you right from your reception room. So stop and think for a moment, what does your reception room look like? Are your chairs lined up like DMV seating? When COVID hit, people were, they would take their chairs and they would go every other chair and turn them backwards so people wouldn't sit in them, but they were still lined up like DMV seating. Have you put your reception room back together again since we opened the doors post COVID? So think about your reception room. How can that be a true statement piece for you? The seating in your reception room should be more in groupings. Think of a Starbucks, a coffee shop. You don't see people all lined up against the wall drinking their coffee like this. So go back, look at what is the statement that we're making right when that patient comes in? Are you a destination or are you an appointment? When the new patient comes in, you know, we're all about smiles. That means up at your front desk, we have to be smiling and greeting our new patients. We have to be excited to see them. Yes, many of us are short staffed right now. We're working longer hours, but that's for us to know, not for the patients to experience. So we truly wanna have that concierge experience. Last month, I went to Cabo San Lucas. Um, I've been going there for the last 15 years with a group of friends, we go, and we kick up our heels for seven days. And um, Cabo is, you just walk in and you're smiling. You've got the beautiful water. You have great food. You've got cocktails. You've got a lot of laughs. This year, we chose to go to a different resort. It was called Pueblo Benito Pacifica. It was an adults only. And it was a resort and spa right on the ocean. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I have nothing to say, but wonderful things about, um, about the resort itself. However, when we walked in, the way we were welcomed from the time we arrived and how we were treated from the time we left was they, it was like, sorry, we're open. Um, they weren't rude or mean, very indifferent. People weren't smiling. You didn't feel the joy of being in customer service. You didn't feel the joy of sharing in somebody's vacation. It was, I don't care. And it, it was really shocking for us. Did we still have a great time in Cabo? Absolutely. But will I be going back to that resort? No, it's beautiful. But that experience, all the beauty was taken away because of the experience consistently from the front desk to the bartenders, to the restaurants, um, even the concierge, 
no one was excited. So when our patients walk in the door, whether it's a new patient or it's an active patient, we've got to have that smile on. We have to be welcoming. That is setting the tone again. It's building the excitement for the appointment. It's endorsing their decision. As I said, 80% of them will have filled out their patient history information. So you don't have to collect more information if we're mobile friendly. But there is more information that I want beyond just the patient history form. And it's information to help identify more obstacles and identify the readiness to start for a new patient. What I wanna know, and I'm going to ask them, what's most important to them? Do they have any concerns about treatment time? Is that important to them? Maybe they have an event coming up and they want their treatment done in six months or they want it done in, within 12 months. Is that a concern for them? Are finances a concern? Are they concerned and are they afraid that it's gonna be painful to have orthodontic treatment? Is their primary concern cosmetics or is it functional? So I wanna ask those questions and I'm gonna ask them digitally so I can get the information quickly. I wanna know, do they have an upcoming event? Is this an adult patient that is getting married in six months or they're leaving on vacation so they don't wanna start for three weeks? <clears throat> I'm gonna ask them what's their excitement level and have them rate that for me. And is there anything special that they want us to know for their appointment today? So those simple questions are gonna help me to identify obstacles, know more about this patient's story prior to even bringing them back. I'm gonna ask them to rate their interaction. Basically, how are we doing so far? meaning from that new patient phone call to the time we greeted them, am I, are we doing a great job? Are they excited so far? Being able to see that is really going to be helpful to the TC. So now the TC comes onto the scene. She's gonna go out to the reception room. She's going to introduce herself, welcome my new patient to the practice. And what I want TCs to do is make sure you explain who you are and what you're going to be doing. You're empowering yourself. You're setting the expectations that you're gonna be with them through the, through the whole new patient process and through starting. You know, you're with them for the long haul. So you're gonna explain what you do. I'm Dr. Rubin's treatment coordinator, which means I'm his liaison to help you through the new patient consultation process. I'm gonna give you a tour and then we'll discuss your main concern goals and we'll review x-rays and photos. And then Dr. Rubin is gonna join us in the consultation room and he'll review his findings and his treatment plan. And afterwards, I'll answer all of your treatment and financial questions. And if the time is right, I'll be helping Lisa get started with treatment. Tell them the whole story. If you just say, I'm the treatment coordinator, they don't know what that means. And then you get some of those moms and some of those adult patients that start like, they're just waiting for the doctor. Like you, you're not as important. So you wanna empower yourself, explain who you are, what you're gonna do and what's gonna happen before you bring them back. Not once you get into the consultation room because it makes the, the tour of the practice and the experience from the beginning to the consultation room much more exciting.
When we get to the consultation room, we want to continue to exceed their expectations. Consultation rooms come in all sizes, um, uh, different designs now. These consultation rooms are actually Dr. Amanda Gallagher. She's not my client. I'm just a huge fan of her office designs. She has multiple locations and she does beautiful design and it speaks to her brand. Your consultation room is not an exam room. It's not a cold examination room. It's a warm, progressive statement piece. So think of your consultation room. Is it on brand with all of the promises you're making? When we get to the consultation room, one of the things that I really, really like is to have something waiting there, just a little surprise for them. I travel a lot and pre-COVID, I have not seen it so much since COVID, but pre-COVID, when I would go back to my room in the evening, you know, there would be a chocolate on the pillow. There would be something there for me. And it wasn't expensive. It was simple. It was just that little treat. So think of what can be waiting at the patient's desk. That's the chocolate on the pillow. What that would be is maybe it's boxed water. Maybe it is a snack because it's an afternoon patient, you know, and this, and they've just come straight from school. Maybe it's a notepad and a pen because TCs, how many times in a consultation does mom reach into her purse or she goes to her phone and she starts trying to find something to write some notes on. So give her the notepad, let her know it's for her to go ahead and write her notes. Um, maybe it's some chapstick, but it's something simple and it's the chocolate on the pillow. We bring the patient back to the consultation room so that we can do our meet and greet. The meet and greet is a conversation with a purpose. There's a reason we're visiting. It's not just to have some little bit of chit chat, but there's a purpose to it. What I wanna know is, are they excited? And if you've noticed all the way through, I'm trying to, to rate their excitement, their readiness to start. So are they excited? And have they been planning on treatment for a long time? So how do you find that out? You just ask the exact question. One of the first things I'm gonna say to a child is, are you excited to be here? And when mom actually jumps in and answers and says, oh, she's been begging for braces or begging for aligners, all of her friends have that. And she said, yes, she's really excited. They just basically told you yes to treatment. Listen for that. Because if this patient doesn't go into treatment with you, then somewhere we created the obstacle or they had an obstacle that we didn't remove because they were excited and they were at yes. That's a trial close. You know, are you excited to be here? When they say yes, yes to treatment. An adult patient, many times I'll ask them, you know, have you been planning on treatment for a long time? And then they'll tell me their story. And their story is that their parents couldn't afford it or they wanted to take care of their children first. That mom that came and sat in your chair that's taking care of her children, her husband, the family dog, and is finally brave enough to sit in the chair and saying, yes, I'm worth it. You wanna make sure that she sees this all the way through, that she never backs out, 
because it's so easy for women to say, oh, I'll take care of something else first before I'll take care of myself. So asking the question, have you been planning on treatment for a long time? They're going to tell you a story. Listen to that story because in most cases, they're telling you yes. And adults need to hear themselves say yes. It's time to take care of me. And the fastest growing market, again, is the adult market. What we're looking for is, are there any obstacles and can I remove those obstacles? What's important to this patient and what's important to this parent? So that's the purpose of the meet and greet, but also we wanna set expectations. So the expectations for the appointment and continue again to build that excitement. So expectations would be sharing with them that the doctor is reviewing um, their x-rays, scan, photos, um, designing a treatment plan for them. And if the doctor feels they're ready and they feel they're ready, we could go ahead and get them started. So that's setting the expectations of what's gonna happen with the appointment. And it's building the excitement. If I say and the doctor feels you're ready, we can go ahead and get you started. And a mom that now brings up well, we're going to be going for a second opinion, or we're just shopping around, or we don't want to start until January when we have new insurance. You're going to be finding more and more obstacles, and that will give you an opportunity to remove those obstacles. What we don't want to do is get to the point where we're presenting treatment and presenting finances and have it jump up and blindside you. So at this point in time, we're going to go brief our doctor. And briefing our doctor is, is always a challenge. One is you have to get the doctor from the clinic. You've got to get the doctor to pay attention to what you're saying, you know, look at me, listen to me. And then you're going to tell the doctor a story. And we really have a short time to tell that doctor a story, maybe 30 seconds to tell them the patient's name, their age, the referral, what's true about this patient and this parent, what's their readiness to start. If there's any obstacles, a strong area to focus on, and what's their treatment preference? Because what the doctor saw in the records may be very and wants to do from the records may be very different than what the patient or parent wants to do. We're also gonna let the doctor know what type of exam is this going to be? Can this be a TC only exam? Meaning the doctor doesn't even need to go in the room or is this a traditional exam where I do need the doctor in the room for five to seven minutes? So a TC only exam is when the doctor gives the treatment plan and then um, and the findings and the TC is going to go back into the room and present the findings and treatment plan, present finances and get the patient started. And the doctor hasn't even come in. A lot of times those are OBS ready patients or family of record. That's the easiest way to start with a TC only exam to get yourself comfortable and get your system down. But what is amazing is our practices that do TC only exams, case acceptance has not dropped at all. And the reason for that is because the patient's experience from that first point of contact all the way through to this point in time, we've built trust and confidence. They're excited. We've built the doctor up. A TC only exam can also include the doctor doing a quick flyby, but just not going all the way in the room, sitting down or standing in front of the screen and presenting. So 
once we've presented our treatment, it, the number one mistake that we see in losing cases that cause patients to go into pending that were otherwise ready to start treatment is when we lead with an option sheet. So presenting finances is the, one of the most sensitive parts of the consultation. And money is one of the most sensitive parts of people's lives. So when we have that conversation about finances, we're gonna start with what we know about this family. So we don't wanna lead with an option sheet that's already filled out. 80% of the people are visual. They're gonna grab that number in front of them and they can't hear anything that you say. Will you get starts with option sheets? Yes, but statistically the case acceptance will be significantly lower, meaning with our clients running over 80% case acceptance and the national average being 53 to 58%. It's easy to lead with an option sheet, but it's not gonna get you the highest case acceptance or using a slider. Sliders are awesome. However, don't have a preset on it. You don't want it to be set at $1,500 or $1,000 because they're gonna see that number and then they can't hear what you're saying even though you're trying to show them and talk to them that we can do something less. If you ask for $1,500 down and you know you could have gone to $400 down but you always start with $1,500, you're gonna have more people say that they have to go home and talk to their husband um, or they're just going to step away and say, you know, we'll decide later and they'll leave in a pending status. Those that say they have to go home and talk to their husband, remember they did not take their child out of school, take off work, drive across town, come to see you and say, don't tell daddy. Daddy knows they're there. So when they pull the husband card on you, it typically means you didn't hit the right numbers and mom's gonna use dad as the excuse. So we always wanna lead with our first offer based on what we know about this family, what we know about this story. So if that means that it's, we should be leading with $600 or we should be leading with 800, you're going for bullseye. What's your best guess? It's not a policy in your office that you lead with $1,000 or $1,500 down, and then we'll negotiate down. Again, this is crucial to case acceptance. The sweet spot in the country is four to $600 down and monthly payments less than $200. Does that mean that sometimes we're financing past treatment time? And the answer is yes. But we have shorter treatment times and higher fees. And so you have to have great credit management systems in place because we are financing past treatment time. But statistically, if somebody's going to go delinquent on you, they're going to go delinquent in the first four to six months, not at month 24. Occasionally, does that happen? Yes. But if they're going delinquent at month 24, they usually have been delinquent at month four, five, six. So if you didn't do your collection activity until the braces were coming off, it's kind of like shame on you. You want to do collection activity at 10 days past due, educate your patients to pay on time. They're paying all their other bills on time. So the takeaway on this one is don't lead with an option sheet and don't um, lead with a preset. So again, OrthoFi gives us the great data. Um, and what they share with us is 
the same day start rate is 63%. So 63% of the patients that the doctor is recommending treatment today will start the same day. That doesn't mean that the braces are placed. What that means is that we might do a scan, we might do separators, we might place the braces, but they will finish the financial agreement with you and they'll give you a down payment. That's a same day start. So with everything that we're doing, we might have the most amazing new patient phone call, the most amazing welcoming right when they walk in the door, the TC is on, the doctor is on, the whole team is absolutely 100% excited for this patient, but we still will have some patients go into pending. But no today is not no forever. It's just no right now. So we have to find a way to try again. And how do we do that without being a stalker? Well, during the new patient exam, TCs, you know, we've become good friends with our new patient or our parent. But what tends to happen is when we get that no, they want to go home and talk to their husband, they're going to go for a second opinion, they're just not going to schedule right now. We feel rejection, so we kind of back off. And then there's this awkwardness, you know, when the patient's leaving and we don't want to feel like we're desperate. But continue your conversation. Just say, you know, I completely understand, you know, and just casually ask them, you know, can you share if you're planning on moving forward? Just talk to them about it. It doesn't feel good to get rejection, but it's worse to make cold calls to them to follow up, not knowing the why behind it. So ask the question, can you share if you're planning on moving forward? Can I follow up with you? So the next thing you wanna do, they're gonna give you an answer. And then the next thing for those patients that go into pending is that evening, send a three question text survey. Did we answer all of your questions? What's the likelihood of moving forward with our treatment plan? And please rate your overall experience with our practice. You can allow them to make comments beyond that, and they will, but only asking the three questions. What that will allow you to do is to have follow-up that is customized for them. The answers to those questions in the survey allow you to customize that follow-up, and you're not going in blind. You're not trying to figure out what happened here. And the patient is allowing you now and expecting that you will do the follow-up based on what their answers are. So these are the tips that I'm sharing today on how to take a customer who's looking for a beautiful smile and turn them into a patient that chooses you. So I hope it was helpful. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to our company. Um, we're always here for you. And um, I will turn it back over to uh, Dr. Howard and see if we have any questions. Thanks, Leanne. Um, very interesting and uh, very pertinent for the times. We do have a couple questions for you. So if a team wants to participate in a charitable event for the community or planet, is it during office hours and are they paid? So the answer is yes, you're paid. Um, and in most cases, those events do handle or do happen during um, office hours. If it is on a Saturday and that team member is out representing the practice, obviously doing good for the community, but representing the practice, again, they are paid for that time. 
Uh, how do patients actually schedule the next appointment back if our practice management system doesn't have that feature? Um, use an app. There are several apps out there that will work with your website. Um, Calendly is one of them. Um, uh, schedule one is another. And what will happen is they will schedule the appointment and you'll, your receptionist will immediately get um, notification that a new patient is scheduled and she'll fill in the information you know, on your practice software. And now that appointment is no longer available. It's no different than if the new patient called right now and you made the appointment. Instead, you're just getting a notification and you're making the appointment. So in our practice, parents will not take their children out of school for a new patient exam. Therefore, we're scheduling our afternoon exams in six weeks and our mid-mornings are empty. What do you suggest? So during the school year, that's always a challenge. So what I have practices do is go and look at what is your hardest to sell time. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's going to be at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I will recommend that you have an in-betweener exam. So an in-betweener exam is an exam that happens in those hard to sell times. And we offer an incentive for that patient to come in. So mom wants the four o'clock appointment and we're gonna go ahead and tell her she can have a four o'clock appointment on December 6th. However, mom, um, doctor does recognize that it takes extra effort to take off work and take Lisa out of school. So she does offer a $200 courtesy off of treatment for our new patient exams at 10 and 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if that's something you would be interested in. So is it worth $200 um, to have that patient come in tomorrow? Because once tomorrow's appointment comes and goes and you didn't fill it, you can't get it back. So I can take a patient that was booking five weeks out that had a higher percentage of failing that new patient exam and get them in tomorrow if I'm willing to give a $200 courtesy off of treatment. It's pretty amazing how many parents that would not miss, have their child miss school, suddenly for $200 off of treatment will miss school. Is it gonna work all the time? No. Will it work more than 50% of the time? Yes. And that'll fill your schedule and that'll drive more production into the practice. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your sharing your amazing work and for bringing this wonderful session to NISO. And thank you to our NISO experience attendees for joining us this morning. And be sure to take the test and complete the session evaluation in order to receive your CE credits for the session. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you again, Leanne. Thank you so much, Dr. Howard.